0: Welcome to Chatting with Feta comply I'm your host, Scott Jacobson, and today I'm joined by my good friend, Logan Wolf. Hey, Scott. Glad to be here. Hey. Yeah, I'm happy to have you here. I... Sorry, sorry, I just had a thought. Was that, was that weird? I... Something about that, seem out of... that seemed okay, right? Yeah. So, uh... That's what we do, right? That's how this usually goes?
1: Yeah, you start off, you say, that's, you know, here's Chatting with Feta comply. that's... It's me, Scott, Yeah, my good friend, Logan, and then Michael's is yeah, here. Yeah, that's the good friend part. Yeah. That's I mean, normal. That's, so. That feels normal, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I
0: don't know. I, uh, it seemed okay. I think it's okay.
1: Yeah, I uh, mean, I, it, I, cl- yeah.
0: clearly it it's what we do every you know, week. Right, yeah. And even if it wasn't, you know, I'm sure there's a universe out there where it did happen normally. Yeah. And everything is all right. Yeah. Because the multiverse, Logan, it's full of infinite possibilities for both really beautiful things And really terrible things. Really, really terrible things. Yeah. And that is the subtle segue into today's topic. (laughs) Uh, Because the multiverse has become kind of a, uh, for lack of a better word, a thing in the pop culture zeitgeist (laughs) lately. Maybe because it's, uh, you know, some of the most uh, artistically exciting movies these days have included multiverse stuff. And now, you know, the rest of pop culture has got to follow along like dizzy little ducklings, not sure why, and just doing inferior versions of it. So completely Maybe completely because the point. life sucks and we want to imagine a better universe where things aren't as bad. But, where, uh... we
1: where we don't make shit movies and bad TV shows. <laughs> Deliver
0: us, please. Uh, which kind of sets a bit of a tone because
1: I was, I was curious
0: going into this and uh, yeah. a little bit answered question, but I'll pose it more formally here. Uh if, am I weird in thinking this? And if I am, you know, point left with the freak, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, these days with multiverse as, like, a tag for something, do you take it also as a red flag? Like, yes. on-site? Okay, good. Um, immediately. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just because, like, the uh, you know, the college-educated writer in me. But I, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like multiverse is... Uh, if it's not there already, it could very easily become the new, like jingly jangly keys in front of the baby you know like oh it's the multiverse look at all this stuff like instead of telling a story we're gonna show you a bunch of random stuff we're gonna remember they were in that movie now they're back you know it's just
1: the wrong right no the only multiverse that wouldn't send up a red flag for me if it had like the little asterisk nest next to it and it was just like more of like A what if scenario so not like oh we're going to have a bunch of multiverses together it's like no we're going to explore the multiverse but it's going to be like self-contained stories and like what if universes like what if this was the thing like what if instead of this person being this they were actually this and then we go with that but it's all self-contained we don't get other people coming in it's just but it's just it's just that right then exactly i'll be like okay this could be interesting because that, that's stuff that I do too. Where I'm just like, what if what if I take this? Because it, I I don't know if I've actually mentioned this on the podcast, but I tend to write like Maybe. fantasy and sci-fi esque more kind of things. Not a lot of modern or necessarily nonfiction historical stuff, right? Or I guess more modern uh history. But I watched Peaky Blinders all six seasons in like two weeks or two, three weeks. He was, I was like, yeah, I was. I really liked that show. And I was just like, what if I took this like fantasy setting and put it in like the 1920s industrial Britain? I was just right. like, and that's just like a what if. So I took established characters and just threw them in something else. And just kind of how things would change and how it would adapt to that time period but I also specifically Mm. left out them exploring any other kind of universe. It's just like, ah, nope. Just what if? Yeah, this is what it is. And that's really fun (laughs) to do, honestly.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, that's what it kind of used to be, right? Because the multiverse is a concept in a, I guess in a concrete sense is more like solidified now, but it's always sort of hung over, especially stuff like superhero stuff. This was huge. There's a ton of uh, exactly what you're talking about. Like, I'm thinking of all the different like elseworlds versions. I know that's what uh, DC called it for Batman. Like you mm. have the mainline continuity, but then you have you know uh, Red Rain, where uh, Batman becomes a vampire, and that's yeah. its own self-contained arc where he uh, you know fights Dracula, becomes a vampire, he literally kills the majority of his rogues gallery, and then he himself crumbles to dust. <laughs> you have Gotham by Gaslight, which uh, I'll be honest, Gaslight I didn't read, is... but
1: uh, oh, you should you. Oh, that's got to be honestly. The... Oh, okay. Put that. I'm pretty sure that's that might be on Max. We I'll need bet to put that it... on our list. Is. We need Ooh, to put that right. on our list to watch because I re- I actually really like that. I I, I really like Gotham. Goss- G- I can't even speak Gotham by Gaslight. A- Gotham, really by like Gotham by Gaslight. <laughs> Gotham by.
0: Right. I'm just trying to think. You know, like all of those other versions. Like Spider Man has those too. Yeah, you know, which is a fast becoming, and this is another. D- a downside, especially for superheroes, it feels like a lot of uh. Well, this happens too in other places, but the multiverse just becoming like you're saying, like this this conglomeration of what ifs and other variants. That's kind of becoming like it all comes together in one work, and that becomes the identity of the character in a way. Like that's my yeah. biggest issue with Spider-Man. Like Spider Verse is great. It's great. We're gonna be I'm sure talking about it way more during this episode. Probably. But it's also kind of I think given the perception that the Spider Verse is like a core part of Spider-Man. Yeah, not really like it, it's shown up a little bit, but now it's like I know they did a new comic run of it like with spider Gwen lately. Uh, there were even rumors that it's going to be involved in Spider-Man 2, Insomniac's in Spider-Man 2 in some way, shape or
1: form. Oh, I God, think that I was not. shut down. I hope it was shut down because it does not make sense for Insomniac Spider-Man. Not even slightly. We just right. we just established Insomniac Spider-Man and Insomniac Miles Morales. We like the only reason it works in Spider-Verse for the moment is because it's a core part and Mm -hmm. that's like good and bad because it is a unique thing for miles to kind of have a bunch of different spider people as mentors but he's also now like pretty firmly rooted in the multiverse so it's like i don't know if you kind of had like a spider-verse movie without the spider-verse then I (laughs) like yeah you'd be losing a lot
0: of you know because it uses the multiverse to, you know, make a point. Yeah. And that's, that's not what a lot of things do.
1: Yeah. And that's kind of. And don't get me wrong. The, the Spider-Verse movies are very, very good. Don't get me wrong. But mm. I guess that's my one issue with them is that Spider-Man, I feel like throughout the Well, maybe not in the comics anyway, but I feel like maybe he's been the most consistent hero to kind of really, or I guess the champion of, like, oh, he's the, you know, he's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's just supposed to be in New York dealing with, like, crimes in New York. Now, sure, you can have your supervillains and stuff, like, that's, that's fine, but it never ever gets to, like, the scale of, like, oh, the planet's in danger. At most, it's usually... Sometimes it's all of New York, and sometimes it's just like, oh, it's just gonna be like a block or not a block. Sorry, a. Uh... Sometimes Jersey too. Yeah, <laughs> but in like uh, the Miles Morales game, like it felt like it had scale, but the it was just about uh, well, yeah, uh, it was just about Harlem. What is that? A district? What do you call? Yeah. That? So yeah, there was a, a borough.
0: I think a is borough. the uh, okay. official New Yorkian term.
1: Yeah. But it had to deal with the danger to a uh, borough of New York, not the entirety of the city itself. Right. And it's just like it It and a lot of the game side missions are literally helping out the locals. Mm-hmm. You never see. I can't remember. I've seen a, right. the last. Well, the, the last time in a Marvel movie, I've seen any superhero help out like like an actual local. Someone just kind of like living and vibing and dealing with like normal everyday issues spider-man right yeah the last one of tom uh i think it was like the first tom holland movie i can't really think of the homecoming yeah homecoming because the one after it no the one after it immediately went big scale again and then the one after it went even further
0: Mm -hmm, yeah so yeah
1: that was the last one that i can think of at least movie wise that spider-man was in where he actually just helped every day Everyday people, right? Instead of like this big grand scale thing, right? And that's what so much of the when you know properties
0: using this multiverse stuff try to do. They try to you know make these huge grand scale these. It's a universe where I said that sentence correctly the first time.
1: <laughs> no, there's not. It's a lie. <laughs> Variables and
0: constants. Oh, it's a
1: Scott, Scott is a canon event that you fucked that up. I hated her
0: you're a mistake <laughs> uh, but oh save the God. multiverse is fast becoming the new save the world and it just feels yeah. like it you know it, it just, just decentralizes so much of the character because you know that's the th- in spider-man miles morales that's your community it may not yeah. be the entire world at stake but it doesn't need to be because that's miles's world yeah and that's great now you throw in it's... all 30 dimensions of brooklyn he has to save it's like what am i what <laughs> <laughs> What am I saving? Yeah, it was what? really
1: nice because I actually just finished uh, the main story of the Insomniac Spy- uh Miles Morales game, and I and again that's that's why I'm talking about it so much. Besides the fact that we're talking about Spider Verse, but that's why I really liked it. Is that hmm. and that's the thing too that I really liked about, well, the, the, sorry, this is tangential a little bit, but that's what I really liked about that Spider Man. Is not only does he kind of become Harlem's Spider Man. Like, but he doesn't right. replace right. Peter. Like, they still respect and really like, you know, Peter Parker's Spider-Man. But Miles mm-hmm. is the guy that, you know, he's like, he kind of becomes their Spider-Man because he's the one that's really patrolling their area and whatnot. While, you know, normal Spider-Man, he's got to take care of all of New York. Right. So it's kind of having like this split. It, it, it's nice. It, it, it elevates Miles without... Bringing Peter down, and that's a whole nother topic about tropes and whatnot. But they, I think, they did it well, which is nice. Sorry, right that, and now that they're gonna be uh, gentle, uh, but... right? But, uh... Oh, yeah, now they're gonna be
0: duoing <laughs> it up in uh, Spider Man 2, which should lead to some fun stuff. I don't think we see too much of them uh, together as much as we should.
1: No, in other not media. really. Well, I think because at the end of this, and I'm sorry for this whole tangent, but I, I'm gonna finish this is gonna be my last thing on it, but I'm pretty sure yeah. Miles in the original like the base spider-man game he doesn't know much um or they don't really he's not really spider-man until the end of the game and then his dlc i can totally understand why they wanted him to fly solo so he could kind of find his own footing right so now that they both have their own footing i am really looking forward to seeing them both together and i just kind of hope they keep that respect going where miles is an up-and-comer but you know got the OG and it really helps that Miles really looks up to Peter which actually they do in the spider verse as well which I feel like that's something that a lot of multiverses don't do very well is that they don't like when they have variations of characters they think okay we're just going to make them jokes and like not take them seriously but in spider verse that's why I think part of the reason they do it very well is Miles in spider verse I know we're flipping between a bunch of different stuff here but he has a very big respect for all the spider people that he meets. Like right. even Miguel, like he's not like he's disrespecting him, it's just they have a conflict of interest. <laughs> right, right. Well, the thing about something like Spider Verse and what makes it so
0: strong is that it, you know, sometimes when we focus on the multiverse, like again, we get so grand, but we simultaneously dilute stuff, right? Yeah. Because we have to break it down. But the thing about Spider Verse and, you know, that it does and does very well as a multiverse story, is that it doesn't lose sight of the original multiverse and the characters in it. And it, like, if you're going to give us variations, we have to understand what we're changing and remixing, you know? Yeah. And so like, it makes sense for the Spider-Verse to be part of the story. It's a core part of the story because you have, you know, Miles needs to figure out who he is and how he can live up to this legacy. You know, Spider-Man is a very established legacy at this point, probably the single most prolific comic book character. Even the people in the movies know about that at this yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> uh so he, he's looking to these for these you know these great expectations of what he should be but he also needs to look inward to figure out you know how he's going to put his own legacy on it how, what's his spin on it going to be so you know he's he's coming to terms with his own identity and it's important that he reflects off of the other spider people like it's great i yeah. like to take a uh, take it away from uh superheroes for just a moment i'm sure we'll be back uh, yeah, we're definitely uh another, we'll be back. <laughs> oh absolutely uh Another one of my favorite movies in uh, recent years is Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. It's a great multiverse movie. And uh, mild spoilers for like 60 seconds. So, you know, skip it a few times if you don't want to (laughs) hear. Because like the whole part of uh, the whole climax of the movie is like Evelyn, the main character, can go through all of these, you know, different versions of herself in the multiverse. She's so many different things that are more interesting than what she is now. She owns a laundromat here and that's all she is. She's a married laundromat owner. But in the multiverse, oh, she's a movie star. She's a martial artist. She's a like a, I don't know, a, a chef in like a weird ratatouille situation. But it's a <laughs> raccoon. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like they see that's something. That's something, and more something than her current life. So why would she be in this life? Why would she choose anything? Why anything? because this is the universe, this original universe. It at the very least, it gave her someone. To go through and understand everything with, not understand the multiverse, understand life, this crazy life. She has her husband, Raymond. She has her daughter. You know, uh, I think I said Raymond. His name's Waymond. <laughs> but uh, in one of the alternate <laughs> universes, yeah, no, uh, Waymond says, you know, in another life, I really would have liked to just do laundry and taxes with you. And that's part of the story. You know, she could be anywhere, but she has people here. You know, if you focus too hard, on, oh, what could have been, if, oh had had I just done this, had I fed that duck, maybe that duck would have backed me up in the gang war, you know? <laughs> maybe if i just done more drama in uh, high school, I'd be the MCU's Dr. Doom by now, you know? <laughs> if you dwell in stuff like that, you're going to make yourself miserable, you know? Live in the moment. Think, your life's not really that bad. Look around. See what life gave you. It's a heartwarming message that arises out of using the multiverse. Yeah. Better than some movies, which just have it for the jingly-jangly key effect.
1: It's also just really funny. It's
0: hilarious. I will, I, will <laughs> never,
1: I will never not laugh at the guy having to shove something up his butt so he can be a martial <laughs> artist. That is the funniest fucking thing. Just the way he just full yeah. sends.
0: Oh yeah, it's not even that he just has to because bread. he interrupts. The, they need to, or the the guy she's fighting needs to do it, but then third guy comes out of nowhere from the top rope in slow motion. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That movie is so brilliant. If you haven't seen it, go see it, please. It's so good. It's It's so refreshing. Yeah. But uh... you're going to need it after some of the stuff that comes out uh, recently, which literally just like if you're going to have a multiverse, you know, sometimes too, they're not even that creative with it. No, my God. No. Like everything, everywhere, all at once. At least it has that shtick where, you know, to tap into your other multiverse stuff, you have to do weird things. You have to eat chapstick. You have to insert things. (laughs) <laughs> something completely weird didn't get you close to that i feel like so many it's weird because the multiverse is such a platform for creativity you know in concept i feel like so many stories just barely utilize it or they only use utilize it for
1: cameos yeah i feel like that's really what the multiverse has kind of devolved into unfortunately is just to be like hey remember this thing because we have so many different like canons going on and, right. you know, so many reboots remember this old thing that was that you liked have it in this new thing that's not very good but you're gonna forget that it's not very good because you saw this old thing that you like and you really like that old thing right it remember really when that like actor played that bait. character yeah right and so so often do movies really not go beyond that The only other one that I can think of, which might be the last good multiverse movie that we talk about, uh, and by the way, I just want it known, I'm saying good in like air quotes here. It's,
0: it's, he's he's being theoretical in the goodness here.
1: Well, it's entertaining to watch and the multiverse aspect is fun and they do respect everyone's character. It's just not very well written. There's still a lot of contrivances, a bunch of dumb crap. And that's, and so yeah. it's Spider-Man, um, what was it? No Way Home? No.
0: No Way Home.
1: Yeah, No Way Home. I couldn't, I, I, I hate I the, Convention I'm, I'm the on that, way. too. I don't know uh, why.
0: I can get far from home. I can get Homecoming. I can never remember No Way Home.
1: Yeah. I just don't know which one comes which. I know Homecoming was first, and then, it, then I don't know.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Honestly, fair, fair.
1: But the overall also presumably
0: mild spoilers for no way home real quick
1: yeah definitely skip ahead 60
0: seconds and if that's not enough sorry
1: yeah um (laughs) the whole concept it does focus around the multiverse and peter parker people know he's spider-man and getting over that and essentially uh, he goes to dr strange to make people forget that he's spider-man uh the setup for it is really stupid but the spell goes wrong and it starts pulling in a bunch of people from a bunch of different universes and starts off who with know villains, Peter
0: Parker, who knows the crux of the thing.
1: Yeah. Sorry. Who know Peter Parker? And it pulls in a bunch of villains, which I guess like the question is, why is it a bunch of villains when it why isn't it just like people from Peter's like high school or something? But that, right. Yeah, whatever. That's OK. That's besides the point. Whatever. Um. Just have like three different versions of Flash running around. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. It'd be funny. They'd get along real well. It would be funny, but that well, they'd look at the one guy and be
0: like, "Why are you?" <laughs> <laughs> then what? You know where that sense is going?
1: Yeah. Um. So I'm not. Also, skip ahead another sixty seconds. It. We're not done yet. Yeah, we're not done yet. Keep going. Uh, but the villains come in, and uh, you know, and that's good and all. The villains are, everyone's. Doing good, I guess, in terms of like their performance. But yeah, who they really got the old st- actors
0: back. Let's yeah.
1: Do. But who really steals the show are the three Spider-Men. So, Tom Holland is the newest There's one. There's three. There's three. There's Tom three, Holland- actually. I just realized that applies. Yeah. yeah uh, Tom Holland is the newest one, Andrew Garfield as like the middle child, and then Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man as the oldest one. And what I really like is they treat them like that where Toby is the oldest because he... So he's, like, the most mature out of all of them. Andrew is in... I don't know. He's kind of, like, halfway between being that mature, but still having that, like, you know... I, I don't know what I'm trying to think here. Right. That I mean, he's, he's
0: not as mature as Toby, but he has gone through, you know, his share of adventures at this point.
1: Yeah. And Tom is... I mean, even though technically out of all three of them, he probably has the most grand of like adventures. He's still the most unexperienced, <laughs> I guess the word yeah. would be. Well, um, right. Because
0: you you think about actually, what is the time frame for Spider-Man in the MCU? That's no like, idea. <laughs> it's got to be like a couple of years. Yeah. Because No Way Home directly follows Far From Home and that's not too long after Endgame. Like... Uh, keep skipping, by the way. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, 60 more seconds still. Uh, not yet. <sighs> Um, But oh, yeah, their their interactions absolutely steal the show because surprise, oh, surprise, yeah. somehow Marvel found enough competent. Like, I don't know if I, I, I don't know how they competently wrote it because Marvel hasn't written anything competent in such a long time. But all three characters have. First of all, I think what really helps is that they all have respect for each other, which is just like that's always very good. They the actors have great chemistry, so that's fantastic. Right. Um, And then uh, everyone has their own parts, and but every uh, sorry, all every Spider Man is distinctive. Like I said before, with like the mature kind of going through stuff, not as mature, and then the more of the novice, and they really play into that, and that's kind of why Spider Verse works as well, which is in terms of because because yeah it'd be like peter b parker is definitely the mature one he's been doing it for fucking 20 years and then maybe more like gwen and then miles so it's like it's Uh, yeah it actually fits like scarily well yeah (laughs) it's just it's having these multiple characters who are technically the same character but they're very distinct from one another even in even in terms of like Mm -hmm. their personalities Like, honestly, if you I could pick out Toby, Andrews and Tom's Spider-Man because they're all, you know, they're still quippy and whatnot, but they all have a different version of it. Right. And it's great. (laughs) Right. And they all have
0: their different experiences and they kind of they kind of pull that they try to work together, which, you know, some of them don't do before. uh... And it's also nice to see some closure for, uh, or at least some sort of closure for uh, Toby and Andrew. I'll be honest; I wasn't huge on Andrew Garfield and the Amazing Spider-Man. I thought he was an all right Spider-Man, uh, t- but a terrible Peter Parker. I think we talked about this before I think, on the
1: podcast. Yeah, I think he was a good Spider-Man. I did not like his Peter Parker. He was way too cool. Which again, yeah, is it uh, Andrew's fault? But I mean, no. It also Andrew's just help too cool he's a handsome role, boy.
0: <laughs> Yeah, no. Andrew's just a cool guy, and Peter Parker's supposed yeah. to be a bit of a bit of an introvert nerd. Yeah. And so that just didn't sit right. Which I didn't. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And that kind of trickled down through the amazing Spider-Man movies. But it was really fun seeing him in No Way Home. He was honestly my favorite character.
1: Oh, he was great. Yeah. No, I do agree that I love that they did. They again, they pay respect and homage to the two original or the uh, Spider-Mans that came before where I would say more so. I'm trying to think of. Well, no, I guess Toby with like Sandman and well, I mean, he kind of already had closure with Sandman at the end of three, but I guess more with uh, Doc Ock in terms of because he only really got to talk to him as like Dr. Octavius for like two minutes <laughs> before yeah, he had to yeah, fucking yeah. drown himself. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, but then I, I feel like, honestly, my favorite part of the movie in terms of like closure and stuff was. Uh, Andrew saving uh, P- uh, Tom Holland's Mary Jane. I, I, yeah. sorry, I can't remember the actress's name, but uh, Zendaya was it's... the actress. It... What the actress Zendaya? Oh, Zendaya. Uh, yeah. but it's it was a very similar situation, yeah, almost the exact same situation as he had before with Gwen Stacy. We all know how that ended. Uh But this time it's the exact situation you well. see. Yeah, you see he learned from his mistakes and I'm trying to remember exactly what he did. But essentially, instead of trying to get her and whip and like save her with the webs, which is what fucking broke her spine the first time. Yeah. Is that he sends himself down and gets her and the emotion on Andrew's face after he like he gets her and he's like, OK, you know, he makes sure that she's fine. And then it's just like that moment of him like, being like, did I it. didn't let it happen again. Like, he did it this time. <laughs> it's, just, it's, there's just something about it that is just like, wow, I did not expect this from that movie to give this character some closure on his probably his biggest, mis- well, not mistake, but the biggest loss he's ever faced and having some sort of like redemptive moments about it right. where he, he did it right this time right. And it's 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 it great. great it's like it's oh, honestly yeah. probably my favorite thing in the movie out of honestly. everything <laughs> yeah and i didn't even really like the amazing spider-man <laughs> oh yeah. yeah they did amazing things for it ironically yeah no <laughs> honestly <laughs> yeah
0: I like how it did kickstart people going like get us an amazing Spider-Man 3. It's like you don't No, okay, well, No not go that no,
1: far. no 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 that that's not go mm, that far. That's not warranted. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. But, again, but also, yeah. yeah. Where were you in 2014?
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah so exactly. That's what I thought. Um Yeah. It was it was great. Yeah. It it's it's weird because I feel like that the multiverse aspect of No Way Home is uh, it's strong, It's utilized stronger than most, definitely than Multiverse of Madness for the Love of All is Good. Oh, we're going to get like, to that. Oh, yeah. Like, it's good, but I also feel like it has some of the. It has a little bit of the jingle jangly keys. Oh, energy. it definitely does. Uh, And, like, I, I feel like if I think about it too hard, the less sense it. Because like the whole conceit is that Tom Holland's wants to save the vi- so I uh, skip ahead sixty seconds. Tom Holland wants to save <laughs> the villains from the other Spider-Man movies because they've all been. I'm not even really sure why they just were plucked like literally the moment before they died, and they appeared <laughs> in the MCU.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm just think like I'm trying to think of like I, I like I know they said it. But it's like, okay, like Mm. how close to death are we? Like, is it like Doc Ock's like already under the water and he's like just about to breathe like his last and then he gets taken? Like is Goblin about to be impaled? (laughs) Like, is it already flying at him or what?
0: (laughs) Yeah, like did Doc Ock like appear in the MCU and just like
1: (laughs) spit out a bunch of water? Like, where did that go? Just, just before you send me back, I just got to take a real deep breath. Hold on. Hold <laughs> on. Oh, <boy. laughs> Goblin's getting ready to slide a bit down. Get out of the way. <laughs> He's got to step to the left. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, send me back. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure why, but that's uh, that's part of the conflict because uh, Spider-Man figures that out, Tom Holland Spider-Man. Like, If they go back, <sighs> they're going to die. And then he somehow gets the idea in his head that if he can redeem them, or save them in some way in the MCU, and then send them back, they won't die, or at least they'll be good when they die. Like that makes
1: Scott. It doesn't. It doesn't make any fucking sense.
0: No, it's it's a weird justification for having them around. If I pull. (laughs) Sorry, you say your thing.
1: I was gonna say if, if 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 I was gonna like shoot you in the face right and like you got pulled away and but like assuming you're a bad guy and you get pulled away, yeah assume. but at the time but like I've already pulled the trigger like <laughs> are you just gonna right. come back and be like, I'm a good boy right.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll spend 40 years teaching children how to read and uh teaching people how to feed ducks, don't use bread, use peas, they don't know what to do with bread in their stomachs. it kills them you know I I'll I'll save the world, I'll come back and unbullet the gun no <laughs> no. Well, it's coming so it's a weird justification and honestly it makes me the my biggest concern with it is that it it creates a, a middle for a story that already had an ending because like the stories were pretty well wrapped up or maybe not well wrapped up but they were wrapped up Yeah. for the original Spider-Man and their stories the villains had their fates, heroes saved the day adversity was overcome and there was a rainbow and everyone was happy and now you're suggesting that it's possible that may be different? That these characters, you know, they'll go back and something will change? Well, I mean, we're no. never going to get a movie about it, so... No, we're never going to get a movie about it. We won't see, like, okay, sure, you redeemed them. Did you? Like, are we going to come back and now there's something in that universe where, uh, I don't know, Doc Ock's power of the sun actually stayed contained in the palm of his hand? <laughs> you know, or... Like, I don't, I don't mind so much with the Spider-Men, knowing, like, they're still going around. Like, yeah, okay, that's fine. I know when I turn the movie off, that's not the end of the universe. They're still going around. Yeah. Doing their Spider-Boy things. But you know what I mean? It's like, it, it suggests that, that, that there is a little bit more and that something significant enough has changed, where I just feel that little bit unsettled, like, okay, so how does this go, you know?
1: You know what the movie's answer to that is? Answer it, Logan. Don't think about it. Yeah. yeah. Stop thinking my, about it.
0: That's my concern. That's yeah. the part I'm worried about. Yeah. No. And so it can be a little bit distracting in that regard. In the case that, uh you know, a lot of cameos can be, they're, they're fun, but sometimes it can pull you out like, okay, well, now I'm thinking about that. Yeah. And in a way home case, I'm thinking about that on top of that. Like, wait, so this has told me to think about that. What? Di- <laughs> think about <it> differently.
1: What? <laughs> Yeah, but at least I
0: mean... that they at least they tie it into the story more yes. than others. You know, they have Tom learning lessons from other people who have been in his shoes and they're relating their experiences to him. I am a little bit upset that we now have a second Spider-Man who's literally like, this is how you be Spider-Man. And that's his arc like he's being told how to be Spider-Man. But yeah, it's fine. It's not I'm not saying it's unjustified. It's fine. It's good. Do we you want to talk mean, about something that? less? <laughs> 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 right. Well, you know, because it, it it makes you think about another Marvel movie. I don't know. Did you see Multiverse of Madness, Logan? What's your knowledge on that? Before I, I, I start peeling
1: I, back things. I've basically seen it because I watched the whole Mauler, like, five-hour breakdown on why it's a piece of shit. It's a five-hour breakdown? Yeah. <laughs> Only five hours? Yeah. I don't even know if it was five. It might be more like two and a half.
0: Oh, trust me. You could probably go on for twice that. Yeah. Multiverse of Madness is probably one of the epitomes of just like just really, really misusing multiverse, honestly. Yeah. And I'm admittedly, I'm not quite sure how much at fault uh, the actual, you know, like I think Sam Raimi rewrote it. I'm not quite sure. And I think he had help too. I'm not quite sure, you know, what they were left with, because I know that uh, Scott Derrickson, the director of the original Doctor Strange, left because of creative differences. So I don't oh, know if the yeah. vision for the multiverse was different, you know, back when he envisioned it. All I can really weigh in on is what we got,
1: and what we got is terrible. I mean, considering how much they have bastardized and absolutely decharacterized Doctor Strange, I am unsurprised that he All left right. over creative differences. <laughs> Right. Oh, Doctor
0: Strange. He gets just—he's almost a non-factor in the story. It feels like he's in here, but it's not like, like it's—it's it's not like what we talked about with you know the Spider-Man movies where the multiverse comes in to inform the character and to help them evolve into something. The multiverse is just kind of there. It's just kind of a backdrop for everything. Yeah, and and it's not even a very interesting backdrop. You'd think it'd be like, you know, oh, all these dimensions with different things. This is you know. Dr. Strangio, he's like Dr. Strange, but silly, you know, though, this is, you know, cowboy Dr. Strange. something. it's not even like in a the most like blunt categorical sense of we have different Dr. Strange stuff going on. It's not even like interesting like that. It's like, this is New York, but with the blue filter.
1: This, this is New York but
0: with the snow filter.
1: This is New York, except the red, the red light means go and the green light means stop. Yeah.
0: And this is the universe with all of the cameos. They were all conveniently placed in here. Yeah. And it's so... Oh my goodness, the cameos, they are just... Those cameos are absolutely the most jingly-jangly keys bait I've (laughs) seen in any movie. You've got... Oh, John Krasinski as Reed Richards... Who's, you know, that was the popular vote for, you know, well, we should make him Mr. Fantastic online. Like, oh, let's have him there. Patrick Stewart is Professor X. There's no X-Men or anything. There's no reason for Professor Stewart <laughs> to be there. There's no reason like their justification is like we're the Illuminati and we found you. It's four people. It's four it's people. It's literally just It's literally just cameos. I think. Sorry, five. You have uh I cannot remember Captain Marvel's friend's name, but he got her. I don't you got know. uh this universe is Mordo Baron Mordo, who I really thought was actually going to be in this movie because they teed him up to be the villain at the end of the fourth one. Sorry, fourth one? What am I saying? The I post-credits. Sorry, I'm thinking about numbers too much. The post-credit <laughs> scene in the first one had Baron Mordo, and he's like, "I hate the you know I hate all of the sorcery. I'm going to kill it." And then he doesn't show up in the other ones. That's weird. And then they got a uh, Captain Captain Britain. That's right. Peggy was in that one. All oh, right. Yeah. It's like that's your Illuminati. That's not the Illuminati. That's just like, it's like band practice. You know, but what? The Illuminati are supposed to be like the brightest and smartest minds, agnostic of alignment. They're just, they're there as like a last resort if the universe is going to destroy itself or be destroyed. How do we come to a solution? You got like the smartest men alive and women alive. But like, it's just such a thinly veiled attempt to just get these,
1: I remember them
0: references out there.
1: I mean, and it's it, the only two smart people is like Professor X and Reed Richards. Right. Pe- uh, Captain Peggy, like Steve is like smart in like, you know, like a combat sense, but it's not like a scientist. It's not like Tony Stark. No, no. Neither is Captain the new Captain Marvel or whatever her name is. She's what was it? Well, oh, I don't... Rambo Rambo. Sure. What's her last name. I don't remember her first name. She's, she's a pilot. I don't even know if they changed that in this. I have no idea. It's I I don't
0: uh, (laughs) and then Baron Morda? I mean
1: I mean he wasn't an idiot. He's not an Illuminati genius though. I mean, but in all fairness, the Illuminati were idiots in that movie. Oh my goodness, colossal idiots. (laughs) And then they don't even like to destroy you with a single whisper from his mouth. Why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't you just
0: whisper, my boy? Why do you got to tear up like that? And then, yeah, and yeah. then
1: she just... Skip ahead 60 seconds if you, if you don't want to know. <laughs> and then Scarlet Witch just kills all of them. She does just kill all of them, and it's like no effort. Right. Except for somehow Peggy, which is like... Well, I guess Reed Richards only has stretchy power, but, like, Charles like they like charles and black bolt don't even put up a fight like and they're arguably probably the two well except for maybe captain marvel arguably the two strongest characters there mm mm-hmm. mhm uh oh professor x what? in the cerebral domain and then black
0: bolt and just brute force for sure and they just <clears throat> it's like black bolt doesn't even do, like she crumps he crumples his head like in a second and then he's gone it's like
1: well it's because he screams oh. or he goes, like, And he reflects his own blast back at himself, which is stupid.
0: Well, that's right. Yeah, he tries and it's like, there's no mouth, but the mouth was inside him all
1: along. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, uh, it's, it's just so uh, dumb.
0: Why would you bring Uh, all of these people back and then just not even like show them doing things that they're known for? You literally just dangle them in front of our faces and then threw the keys in the
1: fire. Because like, they don't care because the multiverse means we can bring in a bunch of characters and then we can kill them all because it doesn't matter because it's the multiverse. And the variation that you see, we're going to treat it like it's the, you know, it's the version that, you know, but then we're going to kill them for shock value and be like, oh, well, you know, that's just another version that happened to be really similar to this version that, you know, but it's not really them. So they're fine.
0: No, they. Just, you see, in this multiverse version, in this variant, they
1: sucked. Yeah. So they went down in two hits. I, I mean, yeah. They got yeah. turned into spaghetti, yeah. Which I mean, if Scarlet Witch can mop the floor with the Illuminati, it kind of begs the question as to how Doctor Strange and America Chavez have been able to do anything. And it which... also, you know, brings up retroactive questions.
0: I know she's got the dark hole now, or whatever. But you know, in other stuff she's been in, why couldn't you just like do that to Thanos? You know, in Infinity War. You know.
1: Yeah, no, uh, the power scaling is absolutely screwed. And then you also think about with the with the multiverse with Doctor Strange is well. First of all, how do you destroy the? I almost called the Nama-Nama, the naman. I can't even. <laughs> you I can't even, even fucking speak. Yeah. I almost called it the namanamacon from like I think that's from yeah, that's overcooked. overcooked. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the amnamic thing. Yeah, it's the DLC. Oh, um, more of that. Wow. Look, that, more like, about the actually, that, that broke that broke my brain. <laughs> <laughs> all of that. Right. Totally. That's what I was saying. The rules are inconsistent, where apparently I guess you can just destroy the book across all multiverses. You know, fuck anyone trying to use it for good like the other Doctor Strange did. So, you know, you're dooming. Countless lives by doing that because it's sure. the multiverse. So good job, oh, idiot. There's a there's a universe out there, the universe of horrible comedic
0: timing, where Doctor <laughs> Strange is trying to do what he did in the one universe and use the dark hold against Thanos, uh, but because Scarlet Witch did what she did, skip ahead sixty seconds. By the way, we're not done. Uh, <laughs> she uh, the book just dissolves at his hands, and he just looks at Thanos. Thanos looks at him, and then Doctor Strange is reduced to gray mist. And then it's
1: just bop bop that was dr strange dying
0: <laughs> visceral felt like i was there took some rewarding chances with that
1: there's a very yeah. rewarding chances.
0: <laughs> it was haunting took some very rewarding chances
1: oh <laughs> uh... yeah it's
0: like bringing in the multiverse just for you know the spectacle of it and not even having the audacity or creativity to be creative with it just using it yeah like it oftentimes feels like it's either for the spectacle and for the cameos or just to retcon something so they can include things like i know that i'm pretty sure I know mm. they did that with Miles to bring him into the main Marvel continuity because Marvel was go- uh, the Ultimate Marvel line was going down and they wanted Miles to not go down with it, mm. so they pulled him in. I think we're at the point where most people would probably recognize Gwen Stacy from uh, Spider Gwen than actual uh, uh, Peter Parker mythology of uh, yeah. failing to save her. <laughs> and I, uh no, we're talking about Insomniac. Uh, whoever, whoever's manning the uh, the counter zero days without mentioning ratchet and clank and complaining about it uh put it back to zero because <laughs> uh scott's here because rift apart did this too i won't get too deep into it but that's the whole thing with rift apart it's like they've gone to another dimension uh, they call it dimension it's multiverse you know hey, Gwen stacy doesn't survive in the ratchet and clank universe scott what <laughs> in every universe Gwen stacy falls for spider-man logan this is 101 it's canon <laughs> event stuff sorry right please but a Spider ratchet and clank ratchet. go to another dimension where uh, that doctor Nefarious is actually competent like he used to be and he's taken over the place and there's no ratchet and clank there there's rivet and kid and, i mean it's i mean they're not together at the start but that's the whole thing they have to become like new ratchet and clank and you'd think with this you know this multiverse setup there'd be some sort of like unique twist like oh it's, that's not like this universe also has this maybe they use different currency maybe they do uh, something else the thing about Rift Apart is that I'm not entirely convinced that the original idea was to do a unique game. I think it was trying to actually be a remaster of uh, the PS3 games. Because lit- legitimately, at least a third, maybe more of the locations are hmm. actually... Actually, wait, they all, are they all from Tools of Destruction? There are a lot of places from Rift Apart that are literally just the PS3 era locations. And that's it. Like, literally down to the level layout.
1: I mean, it's I'll like, have what, to believe you. you did
0: it. I, yeah. Believe me strongly.
1: Scott, obviously the change is that Rivet is a girl instead of a boy like Ratchet. Mm. And that's all the difference you need. Mm. I genuinely
0: that a- think that that's actually what it is. Like, that is the reason we brought in the multiverse, just so we could introduce a female protagonist. And it's like, I, you know what? Okay. All about it. But they have this weird sort of, like... They they treat Rivet with this weird sort of preciousness. Like, everyone else has some pretty... Sometimes superficially distinct version of themselves in this universe. Like, the Captain Cork is something else. That's not Captain Cork. He's, like, trying to be a pirate or something. Uh, Rusty Pete, who is supposed to be, like, this uh, really gangly piece-of-shit pirate, is now this, like... He's basically Pepe Le Pew. He's super French. He's super exaggerated. <laughs> but R- Rivet is just Ratchet. Like, straight up. Like it's not like some different straight version up. of Ratchet, where it's been. It's just straight up. It's just Ratchet. It's like why? Why are we going to all of this like effort to bring these dimensions together if we're just gonna gonna make the same character? I genuinely feel like this all stemmed from them wanting to make a female Lombax w- with a tail, without realizing that they're well, they realized in their own lore. Wait, female Lombaxes don't have tails. Other oh, dimension, yeah, sure, let's do that. <laughs> like. Uh, there's such an opportunity too because it i feel like there's potential you know it's a ratchet and clank story in its essence you know Riven and kit gotta come together to save the galaxy but it's not like oh they have to you know ratchet and clank they were kind of fighty and you know solitary in the first one but then they learned to overcome their differences and now they best wins that's not a part of it at all they just like can team up it's not even like they have to honestly because ratchet and clank are here and they're fine they're not like debilitator or anything. They're fine. They're, they'll kick the guy's ass And rivets here too. Why do they need to she why does she need to team up with Kit? I'm spiraling again back into I've already <laughs> talked way too much about Rift Apart on my own time, but it's one of those things like if you're going to do the multiverse, why would you only use it for this like expressly like non-creative things? Even in just like the basic sense, why are we just like the one dimension or the two dimensions where nothing particular is different? I don't know. I feel like strangely frustrated by that. Yeah, like, at the very least, you could be a little bit crazy with it, and they just—they don't—they don't be crazy with it.
1: Well, I—I I feel like you're not far off when it, the most likely explanation is they probably wanted to do something but couldn't do it in lore, so they said bucket multiverse instead of—I don't know—just changing mm-hmm. the idea. Like, yeah. Well, that's assuming too that that is what they.
0: This is Insomniac Games, the Ratchet and Clank. They have established that uh, we'll just break stuff if we don't care. Like, it, like, there was literally a female Lombax in the second game, and the entire thread of Tools of Destruction is, so you're the last Lombax in the galaxy. It's like, did you not play your own... What? It's weird. Yeah, very weird. I'm spiraling again. Save me.
1: No, because that's actually just reminding me of... Uh, what was it? Spider-Man, Shattered Dimensions, and then Spider-Man... What was the first one? One of those. One of those... Oh, what the hell's the company's name? Bolex, I think. One of those Beanox? Spider What?
0: Benox, the developer Beanox. of yeah, uh, Shattered Dimensions? Yeah.
1: Because yeah. those games I think actually were the ones that inspired Spider Verse, at least like the official comic run. And yeah, Shattered reminded- Dimensions and then Edge of
0: Time. Edge of Time, other. thank you. Yes. Edge of so Time I-, I was gonna say that at first, but I was like, I'm not
1: I'm surely I'm the only person to remember Edge of Time, right? No, because Edge of Time, it basically, the only reason I'm reminded of it is because it's basically, it did what you're talking about in terms of, okay, there's the multiverse, but there's only two of them. But they do it mm-hmm. really well, because the 2099 universe and Spider-Man's, like, 20-whatever, like, 2000 universe that he's in are very different from each other. Both spider man are very different from each other. Right. But it it like works well I'm, well no i take that back sorry because it's not even necessarily a different universe it's the same one he's just further in time so right. i can't even like say that it's like because you know spider noir and uh who is it ultimate spider-man i think yeah was was the other one? they do have different i guess timelines i don't know if they I maybe they just said timelines instead of dimensions but i guess edge of time it feels like it's multiverse, but I guess technically it's not really.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it is just time. It's been a, it's been a thick minute. But yeah, I'm. I think that was when we you know assumed that 2099 was still in sort of like six one six continuity. It was just you yeah. know so far it didn't really matter. Yeah. These days, I'm not
1: sure, honestly. But it, my point is, I, I guess uh, screw it. I guess the point is that the time travel game did it a hell of a lot better than the actual multiverse game did. Right. It's just like, uh, what? Yeah, like, even if you're going to
0: have that reduced scope, you know, utilize it to the best you can. Make yeah. a point out of it. Don't just have it for, like, what, set dressing? A couple of cameos for references that, you know, some people might recognize, and it pulls them out of this one. It's
1: It doesn't feel like people handle the multiverse aspect of anything very well anymore. No, not even slightly, because... it. I really think you're right in terms of it feels like it is either just used for cameos to nostalgia bait people, or it's because they wanted to change one little thing. And for some reason they wanted to change one little thing and they were either so stubborn, like they're they're very stubborn in this weird way. They're like, no, we have to respect the lore. So what's the easiest option? (laughs) Bring in the multiverse. (laughs) It's just like, whoa, wait a minute. You took like, 15 leaps there let's roll it back and they're just like
0: the simplest recourse i can surmise destruction of the fabric of reality
1: yeah like honestly that's what it really feels like or i feel like it's the escalation of like okay what's like the what's the big escalation of like okay cities in danger all right then like country or countries And then it has to be planet. And then it's got to be galaxy. And it's got to be universe. And what's more than universe? Okay, multiverse. I I feel like it's just the multiverse, especially in phase Mm -hmm. four of MCU. Because I feel like in the comics, it's, you know, been a thing for a while. But now we're really seeing it in like TV shows and movies where they're just hitting. They're like, okay, we need to make the stakes even higher. And they're just pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just like there 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 does come a point where the stakes become so grand that they don't feel like stakes anymore. <laughs> right, right.
0: Like what like we were saying, it's the new save the world. It's like it was maybe impressive once, like, wow, all of that is gonna be affected. Now it's it's not impressive anymore to just say like, Oh, but then millions? Billions? It's like you sitting in front of me just saying a higher number and expecting me to go, What What? Yeah. I didn't make a call that high. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, and I mean there, I feel like there's just a lot better ways to utilize it too. I mean, I know right. with superheroes you have to save something, but why can't we do more stuff like everywhere? Uh, uh, fuck everywhere, everything, everywhere, everything, all at once. everywhere, all at God, once. Yeah, sorry. why can't we do more things like that? Except like maybe it's cause this is actually an idea that I've been toying around with for a very long time. Where <gasps> He's it's kind of the whoop toying. Like, what about the idea of just like essentially a time detective? somebody that exists outside of time and space and they're essentially their job is to go and fix like time paradoxes. So you don't really have to deal with the fact that, you know, that they are not a part of this universe. And it's like, okay, well, is it going to be like a self replicating thing where it's like, Oh, okay, because they're outside of it and they do stuff to affect the inside of it. That doesn't really work. It's just like, no, because it's a paradox and you fix it. The timeline just kind of goes back to normal, but you can use that as an excuse to be like, okay, what's like a really creative world that they could go to? What's the problem and how can they solve it? Basically being an outsider looking in. I feel like, I, I feel right. like we don't really utilize the idea of someone that's disconnected from different realities going to them. Right. Well, it doesn't get treated like a core idea
0: like that. It gets treated no. as a tassel. Yeah. Or again, the jingly jingly keys for Will Baby.
1: And I've even messed with the idea of the the idea of one of, I guess, uh, villain is the wrong word. Antagonist is kind of this was actually one of my first like SCP ideas (laughs) was the idea of a man of possibility where he can freely manipulate realities and whatnot around him or he can go to different dimensions and he makes deals with people to send them to another reality where they're you know it's kind of like again the everywhere everything all at once that conundrum of like oh you know if i did this one thing i could be like a super famous actress or something and just kind of this idea of like okay the devil's tempting you with you know it's like look at how good your life is in this world don't you want to go there and you're like yeah and you go there because you're tempted and it's like, oh, no, they use toenail clippings for, like, currency or something. That's gross. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> but this idea of tempting people with other realities where they're better off or, you know, they got a bigger house, bigger car, better life. And like having you know, five be like a five star
0: chef in a ratatouille situation.
1: Yeah. You know, but just having that be like a test of character and, you know, unforeseen consequences, because you don't know. He just tells you the good things. He doesn't tell you the bad things. Right. Right. But but yeah, but that's that's a core concept. He's he's literally the man of possibilities like that's his core premise. Right. But for the most part, yeah, no, they people don't really use that. I know I'm shelling my own stuff here. Shut the fuck up. It's it's Scott's podcast. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. He signed the release. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh. But yeah, I don't. Sorry, but I'm just using them as an example because I can't fucking think of an example off the top of my head. Besides the ones we've already gone over.
0: Right. And those ones are examples of how because how fruitful the concept can be. I mean, into the Spider-Verse and everything everywhere all at once are fantastic films. Yes. They really showcase the potential of using the multiverse as a storytelling device for both, you know, creating a grand narrative, but also just developing its characters. Yeah. So do that.
1: Yeah. Just, just do that. <laughs> just do that. Why not? But unfortunately, doing that is hard. And as we all know, right. Hollywood writers don't like to do anything hard.
0: Right. They it like requires to... a little bit of a college educated writing as yeah. you make the connections, you know, the deeper meaning behind including the multiverse in the first place.
1: I mean, and a lot you of people kind
0: of skip that part.
1: You also, yeah, you also have to be consistent. Even though it's a multiverse, right. you, they have to be consistent within their own universes, which means you then have to create different rules for each universe and you kind of right. have to follow them and. Because it's a multiverse, they're kind of just like, yeah, no, everything's all blended together and shit. We don't have to think of Jack. I don't know why they went Australian multiverse. Hey, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I did it. I did it. I solved it. I solved the Australian problem with Logan being Australian all of a sudden. It's a multiverse. That's That's lunch, people. Break it up. We're done. We got it. Next time I'm chatting with Fate accompli, Logan will be Australian the entire time.
0: Woo, <laughs> baby. That's what I'm waiting for. That's what it's all about. Woo. I'll be yeah. less
1: enthusiastic in the other universes. Unfortunately, it seems I feel like a lot of our complaints, honestly, with modern day writing is a lot of just people not not uh not caring enough. Right. Or just not being talented enough, which I it, it sounds mean. It is mean some people unfortunately and i'm not saying that i could don't get me that it's that shit's hard there's a reason oh, i haven't yeah. finished anything <laughs> yeah
0: no like we're we're seeing right now with you know the ongoing writer's strike you know what happens yeah. when uh the production companies assume that it can't be that hard
1: yeah that oh, writers are not that essential well in all fairness some of those writers out there on the picket line i mean they I understand that it's because they're not being paid enough for how big streaming has become. Like they're being shafted by the companies, which is fucked up. I don't get me wrong. It is. And they should be compensated. Some of those people picketing out there are not very good writers. (laughs) Right. I'm trying to. What was the show? Oh, Adam Levine was out there from Adam ruins everything. Garbage. (laughs) Awful. (laughs) i i, I want to say the writers
0: specifically
1: i well, no i also want to say like the writers for like big mouth or something were out there too garbage <laughs> call them out again um no yeah and, also, and wait is it really I, adam levine uh is it i don't know i'm gonna assume <laughs> I might, that judging from this cast the it's not because adam levine is from maroon 5 and i it just oh. clicked like wait a second whoops my bad, not you, Adam Levine. I you're <laughs> fine with me. Sorry, I thought his name. I thought his name was something else. I guess I'm misconstruing it. But uh, I think it's Adam Conover. Oh, I I don't know. He's not funny. Really <laughs> is is my wonder. point there? Um, yeah, no point. Made, point. Point. Uh, yeah, no. Some of those. Some of the, even some of the writers out there. I, I understand why they're protesting, and I can fully get behind why they're protesting. Some of them are not very good writers. And it does can, take a, can good, I, uh, a good writer I, I to I make need, it done. I need to emphasize that I'm not saying out here that I'm like the hottest shit ever. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have yet to finish any of my stories. I am in no fucking way a professional writer. I am still very much just doing this as a hobby and for fun. Would I like to be published someday? Yes. But I have to produce something good first. Well, first I have to produce something... <laughs> full stop and then i have to produce something good but you hear um, that single publishers yes He's almost ready <laughs> but Once i will say puberty maybe, be all over yeah it also could be you know industry things where they're on a deadline so they don't they can't take the time that i have to you know think about things you know and i understand that but um i, I feel like it's not very good when sometimes when you see a show and you're just like i'm like a stupid writer on like the internet I should not be putting more effort into my work than these people who are getting paid. How well, apparently, shit to do it. So, you know what? Maybe that's fair game to them. (laughs) Maybe we're not so different after all. Maybe they're not giving it their A game. Maybe I'm being too harsh. Maybe they're not putting their all into it because they're being compensated horribly. Maybe they're, maybe they don't have the motivation for it. You know what? That's that's the timeline I would prefer. Can we be in that multiverse? Is that why we're just having <laughs> such bad shows and movies recently? It's just because the writers aren't being paid enough, so they're not bringing their A game. And then as soon as they get their due course, that we're gonna get, we're just gonna get banger after banger.
0: <laughs> There's an alternate timeline where Lost ac- Lost actually ended well.
1: <laughs> oh, to be in that timeline, <laughs> <laughs> that singular timeline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, there's also Maybe a universe we're out so there where Game of Thrones well. ended correctly. Yeah, and where Disney well. never
0: offered uh, whoever they were. I'm not committing their names to memory. They'd signed their own, uh, send their own death warrants there with that. This industry.
1: They also were very good adapters, but they could not write their own stuff. No. Which uh, again. Part of it is definitely the fault of fucking um I almost said JJ Abrams.
0: <laughs> R.R. <George laughs> R.
1: R. Martin because he doesn't know how to finish a book. Which again, I biggest hypocrite alive out here saying right. shit like that. But I mean they didn't have material to go off of, unfortunately. So right. but uh I'm well that's a whole other situation, but they, right. they could have yeah. gone on for like 12 seasons, but they said no. And George was even right. like, yeah, they shouldn't have done
0: that. <laughs> right. Well, they uh, were going to do a, do a Star Wars, and now they're not doing a Star Wars because they boofed Good. Him. Good. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the timeline's not so bad after all. Yeah. Um. That got pretty tangential, but that's Yeah, all right.
1: sorry, just complete ramblings there. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, there was a multiverse short... where we kept on track. Yeah, there's not a universe this one. There. <laughs> Right.
0: Overall, the multiverse is a very potent concept, as has been proven. It can lead to some of the most inventive and exciting. Uh, I'm I was gonna say filmmaking, but just creation of anything, honestly. Yeah, yeah, uh, anything artistic. Yep. Uh, but it does require a certain degree of you know understanding of why you're including the multiverse. Just including it doesn't make your stakes any grander
1: or make yep. your story any more interesting. It requires a very competent and. <sighs> What's the word I'm looking for? Competent and. I guess consistent. I don't, that's not really the word I was looking for, but it requires those double C's <laughs> yeah, you get those to go C's. well. Uh, a competent and... and careful rationale for its inclusion. Yes. You have to, you really have to have a plan for it. You can't kind of just go into it willy-nilly. Unless you're doing a what if. That is the only thing where you can just kind of say, what if we fucking did this? And you just threw it at the wall and you just kind of ran with it. Right. But that's because you keep everything else out. It's just its own isolated incident. Right. I think that's what
0: I miss most about the multiverse concept is that there was it it exists in a sort of implicit way. You know, like now everything's got to like coexist. We've all got to come together into one big. The multiverse has to exist in one timeline, which Mm. kind of defeats the purpose.
1: Yeah. Because was really cool seeing like, oh, what if it was well, I guess not Spider Man, but like the twenty uh ninety nine version of Spider Man. What if what if it was Gwen Stacy that got bit instead of Peter? And they kind of just do a like what if it was what if Gwen was Deadpool <laughs> instead of instead of Deadpool? Right. Like over it, the heck that tracks. Yeah. Apparently that apparently that series is actually not bad um but (laughs) but yeah but it's like instead of but no yeah now everything has to connect it's just they can't be their own isolated little fun little thing anymore that you don't have to think that hard about now you have to think really hard about it right when it's used as a platform for creativity it excels yes
0: unfortunately that's not how it's utilized these days at least that's the impression I'm getting and it's unfortunate,
1: yeah, not in it, it feels like it's been tokenized yeah. heavily, oh, very much so. It's just the next I really feel like at this point, especially in superhero movies, it's just the next step up for the stakes
0: right really well how hilarious. how many years do you wanna bet before we uh start working omniverse into uh into our
1: parlance uh three, four
0: i'm maybe, thinking five
1: I was gonna say two. If the MCU mm. keeps going the way it is in terms, because yeah. was it, it? I know what they call it, Phase Four, but I've heard it more lovingly known as Phase Four. Yeah. Oh, we're on Phase Five now. Oh, are we? I'm pretty sure.
0: I think Guardians Three is supposed to be part of Phase Five, and that's out. So no. I assume I Phase Five has started.
1: I don't know. I haven't l- paid attention to it very much. Yeah, it hasn't been worth looking into. <laughs> right. Uh.
0: Well, and that's, uh, I think that's about it, unless we have anything else to talk about uh, in the
1: multiverse. Or is this the universe where we end this podcast now? No, I think this is the one where you end this podcast right now, because remember, it's definitely your show and it's something that you do every single week. That's right. Yeah. Sometimes I forget that. You know, life's crazy. Uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of Chatting with Fate Compli. Thank you, Logan, for joining me for this discussion. You're so very welcome, Scott. I'm, I'm like actually pissed off that Michael isn't here because now I can't do the funny bit of like interrupting you while you're trying to fucking do this goddamn outro. Yeah, I get a week off. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, you know what? That's a good point. You deserve a week off. Oh, thanks, bud. You're...
0: <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you very much. And thank you very much, listeners, for listening to Chatting with Fade Accompli. Have a good rest of your day, night, whenever you're listening to this.
1: Hope it's a great one. And we'll talk to you next week. Scott, I can't believe you're still doing that joke. so, so old. Goodbye, everybody. Older gold, baby.